0: All right, so introduce the topic, A.
1: Yay. Yay. (laughs) Well, we started talking about offense yesterday, and I think offense is a topic that a lot of people can be like, well, I'm not an offense, so I'm not going to watch today, or I don't really need to hear. I can, like, I'm just going to, like, do some other stuff and, like, kind of half-listen
2: or... Or I you like know, being
1: offended. Bump it. Yeah. I'm, I want to be offended. Don't tell me not to be offended. I have a right. And um, many, whichever way you view it from, it's important Which to watch.
2: Whichever
1: way you view <laughs> uh, it was. It was all important information. yesterday. Yesterday, when we were... Uh, promoting the word, I was like, you may be sitting here saying, I'm not offended. Why are you telling me I'm offended? And I was like, then you need to watch. <laughs> you should watch it. <laughs> it.
0: It might it might help.
1: It might. I mean, just maybe. it's pretty good
0: information for you, I I might just you, be
1: picking it up in the spirit. Picking up I'm discerning
0: <laughs> you probably still need this to watch. This is for you. <laughs> um,
1: but there's, there's some times where I... Like, we, we were actually talking about this over lunch on Monday, and you were talking about it, and I haven't felt offended. Like, I, if you would have asked me before the conversation, like, are you an offended person, I'd be like, no, no, I'm not offended at all at anyone, at anything right now. And the more... We were talking about it, I was like, Oh man. <laughs> like I there's offense can be a little bit more than I thought it was.
0: <laughs> and You um, were awfully quiet during that <laughs> whole conversation.
1: I was like, ooh, there's <laughs> the conviction. <laughs> I mean nothing You're nothing like, I'm horrible. Not saying nothing right now. <laughs> not, like nothing that feels horrible that like the world would be like, Oh my gosh, Abby, yeah, that was really terrible of you. But just small things that we've let slide as a society of this is normal. Uh, there were a few things that we were talking about that I think we'll bring up today that will come up through conversation. I was like, oh, that's offense. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. I need to fix that real quick or else, you know, offense isn't good. So it's not going to, if you just <laughs> let it, that's a good please, statement. That please quote, the title. Please yeah. quote that. Please put it put in, that the, in comments. the comments.
0: Offense. Isn't good.
2: Okay, I also I don't want to interrupt you, but I've made so many faces. I want to at least explain it. Marky just put a comment in saying, just know <laughs> if someone says you have something brown on your nose, it's a reference, not literal. She just learned that. What? what? <laughs> I didn't Like I looked shocked multiple times, not on purpose, and I wanted to explain I'm not shocked with you. I was shocked at Marky. We can cut to Marky if yeah. she's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: Brandon looked at me. She's like, "You have something brown in your
2: nose," and I was like,
3: "I do." I, I did. Is it
2: makeup? I
3: was like, "Is it makeup?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's like, "No!" <laughs> she's over here, like, like, <laughs> like, laughing so hard. And yeah, that happened off screen. So just behind the scenes,
2: there you go. Bye. Okay. I, I want you to keep going. I just I had I no clue I either. To, I just I needed learned. to explain why I was just looking like this for so much of that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm glad I learned that too. Oh,
0: they they Wait. said it. Fence isn't good. It's
2: not. So, <laughs> public service
1: announcement. <laughs> that, that
0: needs to be our next meme. <laughs> Fence <laughs> isn't good. Isn't good.
2: I'd wear that shirt too. Not good. good. It's not good. Not too. good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: we not have so many it. t-shirts that we need to make.
0: I don't got it.
1: <laughs> that's,
0: that's a reference that y'all won't get, and it's a long story. Go ahead. It is be a good. long story. <laughs> I don't got it.
1: I mean, that was basically it. It's just offense not being good. It's good to not have it in your life, and it's good to pinpoint, hey, like okay, I don't think I'm a like if you're if you're where I was of okay, I think you know as soon as I recognize offense, I really try to kick it out, um, because that's like that is what I try to do. So then there were several different areas that were being pinpointed of that's offense and that's offense that I hadn't thought of, and it's so good to recognize and to learn that because we need to kick those out too. It's not just like well those can slide, you know, they won't do like too much damage. No, you want to kick out a fence because it's yeah. not going to have any good benefits, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So, and it's, and it's not something to be like, oh, my goodness, you were offended and like everyone feels bad after watching the broadcast today. That's not exactly why we're here at all, actually. Not even a little bit,
4: (laughs) but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: So don't, don't be like, ah, I'm just a horrible person for having a fence. We've all had it. We've all done it. Uh, I just said this week, I learned so many different areas that I had had it in, but it's just something to be like, okay, well, life can get better. Yeah. Like, I had no idea life could get better than this. There's new levels yeah. of goodness that I can kick out this offense, get it out of my life, yeah. and life can be even better than it was. So it's really a hopeful thing. It really is. Mm-hmm.
0: So Amen. welcome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't have
2: anything else.
0: Well, introduce the topic because it's been big for you this week, and so more of what we're talking about and how why it's been big. To you. Sure.
2: Well, it, this is one of those things where you you can know it seemingly inside and out. You can hear it for years. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like this is a foreign concept of offense is bad. Be kind. Like th- those aren't yeah. those aren't new things. But the intricacies of how it works together, like how yeah. how it comes in. You like I have heard you in particular tell me. You know, don't be offended. Yeah. Act a person's actions are different than the person themselves. Like you can love a person, yeah. you don't have to love their actions. And I've, like, I've amended, agreed with it, tried to apply it. But even in my own life, like at this point, having been here for so many years, there's still been plenty of moments where I've missed it. Yeah. Um. And I haven't known why. So all week long, this has just been a common theme that we've been talking about. And as we've been talking, the Lord has just been revealing more and more of how it actually works, like how offense can come in, how we can separate in our minds the difference between being offended with a person and just disagreeing with their actions and being able to love the person through it. Yeah. Yeah. And I I said live on the broadcast yesterday, and I told George when I got home last night, I got there's been an opera, an area where i've needed to just keep healing myself in yeah. yeah. not me heal but keep receiving the lord's healing and you said something yesterday and it just oh the the last traces yeah. that i knew of of offense that had lingered left because i could finally see clearly i don't hate this person it crossed a belief system that i'd held But that doesn't make them awful. It means that they chose something that I believe is different than what the word says. But I don't have to hate them or be offended with them or anything like that. So all week long, I've known this for years, and yet the threads came together for me. And I started to see this is how it works. This is how you can separate the things. And it just even like little things that would be irritants or potential offenses this week have has just been different it's yeah. in my in my thinking it's flagged up as oh no i'm not offended with you that's yeah. just a different action than i would have done but i don't need to really stress out about it yeah
0: i may have been offended uh, but i don't need to stay offended yeah. and for that reason because you believe differently than i than i do and one of the things, so a couple of the symptoms and markers of being offended is that you are holding it against somebody. In mm-hmm. other words, if you have feelings towards somebody, generally you have taken offense at them, right? Sure. Yeah. And we said it last week, we've said it multiple times this week is being offended is not something somebody does to you. Being offended is something you do to yourself because mm-hmm. you choose to be offended. Um, a lot of people don't agree with that and they don't know that but biblically speaking if you are offended you have chosen that right,
4: sure. right. Uh,
0: because you have the ability to love you've been granted everything pertaining to life and godliness and godliness is not offended
4: mm-hmm. right
0: godliness mm-hmm. godliness might be in righteous anger like Jesus was when he drove the money changers out but he wasn't offended he was still there to save every yeah. one of them and we know that from scripture so Offended is where a stumbling block comes in in your spiritual walk. Mm -hmm. And we see that all throughout the Word. Even the definition of offense and offended in the Bible, the original Greek word, will say an offense is a stumbling block. And so when there's a stumbling, so now think about this. We have grown up with offense being so normal that when we hear this type of teaching and talk, We can write it off and say, "Oh no, that's not the way it is." Like, no, they offended me. I don't choose to be offended. They did this. Yeah. Why is what they did affecting you?
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, it cost me something. Well, why isn't God your source? Why isn't what? In other words, it comes. Really, it comes back down to us. And, you know, even if somebody does something bad, God's still my source. So what difference does it make what they do? It it affects them, but it shouldn't affect me in that way. Even if it costs me something, God will repay it. God will protect if he's my source and I trust him and put faith. (laughs) Why is it that I'm upset over what somebody does, especially somebody that doesn't have any morals, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody of the world? Why am I am I expecting something different? Like, mm-hmm. am I expecting morality to come out of somebody who's not accepted Christ as their yeah. Savior and don't have the ability to love an agape type love and mm-hmm. live and have His law written on their ha- hearts? And then they're going to do something. Why is that offending me? Why is that irritating me? So one of the markers of offense is we're having trouble. Moving forward spiritually because there's yeah. a stumbling block in the way, and that stumbling block is offense. Another marker is I have a problem with a person, yeah. right? Yeah. I have an ongoing issue with a person, even if it's just for five minutes. It's, that's ongoing yeah. longer than it should. Mm-hmm. Um, or another stumbling block is when, like, you're being preached to, or another uh, marker of offense is when you're being preached to and, and it just crosses you, right? Yeah. And you're like, huh, I don't know about that. All right, that's an area that you want to find yeah. out about. That's when you go straight into the word and you dig, dig in, and you find out what the word says. But you'd be willing to change if you find something different. Mm-hmm. That you be, right. you be in humility. So these are markers of offense. Here's another marker, although you might not recognize this one, is when you lose revelation. Mm-hmm. If you lose revelation. That's a marker. That's a big marker of offense. In other words, I used to walk in this revelation and I saw fruit of it, but now I'm not. That is a marker of offense, a big one. We'll show that to you in two different ways. So uh, another marker of offense is breaking covenant. In other words, you're supposed to be connected by covenant and you're breaking what God has Mm -hmm. established. Mm -hmm. Those are all markers of offense. But one of the biggest ways to recognize is just that little, you know, that little piece that just doesn't like that person or like this preaching, you know, that is probably the biggest and the easiest way to identify that. Some of the others can be a little deceptive, but uh, as we got to talking about, you know, we were talking about other stuff, but then we got to talking about offense, and we sat there for another hour or so just talking about this, and it was a big deal, and We weren't planning on talking about it on the broadcast, but then the Lord brought that up and said, no, I want you to talk about it. And so uh, we just praise God that you're here and just hold on. And one thing that I would throw in on this is, uh, and I want to ask the guys over on the other camera uh, if they have anything to add to this before we jump in. What have you seen or or have experienced this week? But... um, One of the things that I want to say before we jump in is many, many, many times we really believe that we know a topic,
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: and so we'll skip over it, (laughs) but God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Mm -hmm. him, that meditate on his word day and night, which means when they meditate on it day and night, by context, it means I've heard it before but I need to hear it again,
4: right? right.
0: Um, But we have this idea that everything spiritual is a head knowledge. But the truth is, it says it's spiritually discerned, not mentally discerned, not logically discerned, not worldly discernment. Uh, It's spiritually discerned. Yeah. But then we know from 1 John 2.20 that Mm -hmm. it's the anointing, the spiritual anointing that causes us to know. You have the unction and you know. Mm -hmm. So you have the anointing. And the anointing brings about that knowledge, okay? So yeah. one of the things that you see is most of time people will skip over a subject because they've heard the message before and logically they feel like they know what's going to be said. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of those areas, just mm-hmm. like pretty much any other area in the Bible, that you may have heard it before. And even if you heard everything we're about to say, we all, we all, need to hear it again. And we need to be diligent to keep ourselves fresh on the things and the Word of God. And uh, I I commend you for being here. I commend you for not just clicking away, uh, finding a way to stay on and listen. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's one of those things we don't just need to do one day. We need to do it every day. But I find Mm -hmm. that many people really lack in their life because they're not willing to be patient. They're not willing to be diligent in that. And uh, so, as you're diligent today, I believe the Lord, through the anointing, is going to open up knowledge to you on this area like never before. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, I want to jump in. Is there anything that y'all would like to add to what you've heard and seen?
5: Sure. Yeah. So, yesterday's word was really on time for me. Um, there, and I, like what you were saying, Pastor, how just because you've heard something before doesn't mean that you kind of shut yourself off to it because... That was something I was like, okay, like, I'm good with the f- offense and stuff. And literally last night I had an opportunity to practice this when, you know, <laughs> we, we got home and, like, there was something at home that, like, a major thing that needed to be done. And we got home late last night and it wasn't done. We had to make plans. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> and, like, I <laughs> really had an opportunity to get really offended at people and, like, and Man, it just... if this
0: keeps on, I might start cheating. <laughs> <laughs>
5: that was not my thought, but... <laughs> you're not going to let that
3: go for it's not going to be like go for a little while
0: <laughs> for anybody that wasn't watching we you had to be here earlier to understand that sorry just kidding, carry on
5: but kind of had an opportunity to be offended <laughs> <laughs>
3: and uh do you still?
1: No. no, okay let it
3: go. <laughs> I mean today,
5: new things oh no <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so one thing that the Lord was showing me last night when my flesh was trying to have a pity party, was that uh, it was actually a word that Pastor had preached on Sunday a while ago, and it was about um, when you're, like, suffering and whenever there's persecution. And while, like... I wasn't being persecuted for being a Christian. There was something that somebody had done to me that was really inconveniencing me. And I was really upset. And how he was saying that whenever you just love somebody, you're opening them up spiritually to be able to receive the blessing of the Lord. Yeah. Whenever you're showing that yeah. mercy to somebody who may have offended you, you're they it really is giving you spiritual permission to pour into their lives. And so the Lord was really showing me into that. Um just the importance of mercy during those opportunities when your flesh really does want to be offended towards somebody in particular. Okay? Yeah. So that was really, it was really on time for me. Amen. Yeah. Um, for me, what has
3: really stood out to me so much is, Pastor, when you brought up how being offended at the, um, at the belief and how, um, how did you word it? You have like a, you were talking about yesterday, you have like a shield. Of faith, but it can be it can be one that's not biblical, one that's not based off the word correct a, shield of belief. a she a shield of belief mm-hmm. so um what I realized that I've done so much is i've had my uh, my shield of belief that has been up so much that even like when pastor even with pastor i I noticed um even when he would be talking to me or giving me wise counsel or something. Because I wasn't offended with him, I didn't recognize that I was having problems. I didn't realize that I was offended at times at the things that he would say, but it was sneaky. It was like, we mentioned it yesterday, it was me dismissing things. Like, for instance, if he said, if I said, how do I do this? And he said, just do it. Like, stuff like that, I'd be like, I can't. Like, (laughs) that would often be the uh the offense that i would have is what you're advising me to do i can't do that like it may be easy for you to say or something but i would think for me i can't do that um and i noticed yesterday that something the lord's been showing me is like needing to needing to pay attention to even the the what i would call little things so like if pastor says hey everyone who this past sunday if you were serving Make sure to go back and rewatch the broadcast or, or the service. Make sure to watch the service. Make sure to watch the broadcast. So, what would be happening in my mind at times is he would say that, and I'm like, I agree with that. I agree. That needs to be done. I probably can't, but I agree with that. So I was agreeing with it, but I was, I was, I was dismissing it because I was not. I was thinking it doesn't apply. I can't. I can't do that. Um, or, um, and and then I realized I had been doing the same thing with the word of God. So one really interesting correlation is a lot of times how I've received from pastor has been similar to how I've received from God. So like I would read the word and I'd be like, I agree with all of this in my head. I have mental assent. I agree. This is right. This is the word of God, but I would think I can't do certain things. So if it says cast your cares, I'd be like, yeah, that's great. That's what I should do. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, I I really can't right now. But that's great. I agree with that. And so I've been really purposing myself to to stop doing that, but to to listen and actually receive. And um, even in preaching, I, I remember a while back with um with Brother Tracy last last summer, we were in a, a meeting of his, and. I realized that I had been filtering the stuff that he'd been saying. Like he would be saying, this is happening in the service right now. He would say, you know, we have, there's a heavenly host here or something like that. And I'd be like, hmm, that's cool, yeah. And I I was believing it, but not truly taking it to heart, not like fully believing it. And I remember in that service, as soon as I like took word for word everything that he was saying... I received so much. So it's like, what Pastor, you were saying within a service, a marker of that. I, yeah. I experienced that, um, going from not receiving to receiving just by actually believing what the minister was saying and not kind of half-heartedly believing it.
0: Yeah.
2: I think, so what I really want, if, if it's okay with you and it's time, what I'd really like us to talk about is the example you brought up at lunch the other day because. The story from the word, not just the story, yeah. but the example in the word about Peter that mm-hmm. you're that's in there is what really unlocked it for me because I saw yeah. for not necessarily the first time, but I saw it differently how you can be offended with someone's actions or doctrine or instructions. Yeah versus the person and it just that's the story yesterday when I was like it blew my mind it live it like it literally almost shocked me because I was like I've never thought of this before yeah Yeah, or and that that was
1: that story really was what stood out to me of the places where I was like okay I'm like for the most part I feel like I have a fence nailed down yeah and then I was like oh man that I didn't know that that was a fence um Mm. and and we'll talk about it and um, you know, I can explain more, but it—I never knew that this was offense until we started talking about it. I was like, "Oh man, got
2: the—I've got mm-hmm. some things to correct." <laughs> like I, when as you as you get there, I literally—I had always thought that this was fear, not mm-hmm. offense. I didn't yeah. realize that it was different. Yeah, and so yeah. My, I had built up a a thought of. Oh, well, fear led to this to happen, yeah, and when I recognized offense, I started mm-hmm. going through and identifying this is probably not fear in my life, that's probably offense that's in right. there yeah yeah
0: well, and and offense can still be rooted in fear because what you do is you fear that I don't know what I'm talking about or that another person that I'm following doesn't know what they're talking sure. about. So it's a fear that I'm wrong or a fear that they're wrong and the repercussions of that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, offense is towards a person is I don't, I fear that they're wrong and they may be taking themselves. So now, see, it, it might not even be how it affects me, it might be how it affects them.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I fear
0: that they're going to end up failing because they believe wrong, and we can get offended over that, and you're going to see that directly. Like, it's, it's a really interesting thing. It's sneaky. It's a sneaky thing. Yeah. And so before we talk about that story, because you're talking about the story uh, on the night, uh, the last night that Jesus, before he got captured.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But before we talk about that, well, I want to talk about two different stories, one with Peter and one with John the Baptist. Yeah. And so one of the things I want you to see is, remember where I said offense will cause you to lose revelation. So mm-hmm. I want you to see this. So look at Matthew 16. And in Matthew 16, he says, who do people say that I am? They say this, and then he says, who do you say that I am? Mm-hmm. And verse 16, Matthew 16:16 16, 16 says... Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, Mm -hmm. or you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Now, all right, if he's the Christ, he's the Son of God. Mm -hmm. And let me just ask this question Doesn't he know what he's talking about? I mean, doesn't he know what he's talking about? If he's the Messiah. So Peter's got revelation of this. And then Jesus goes on to confirm it because he says, uh, Jesus said to him, verse 17, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. But my Father who is in heaven, in other words, the Father revealed this to him by the Holy Ghost, yeah. and because we know that's how he does it. Yeah. The Father reveals this to him by the Holy Ghost, and, and he's telling Peter, like, this is a heavenly, supernatural revelation from God. Yeah, This is from God, and yeah. you have nailed it. So now the one who Peter is calling the Messiah is telling him that he's right. Of course, we can always have pride that comes in there and pride will feed put this in the comments. Pride feeds offense. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Pride feeds offense. Fear feeds offense. Okay? Yeah. Pride and fear feed offense. All right. Now, but then you see uh he goes on and he, and he tells Peter about authority. And then verse 20 says he warns the disciples that they should tell no one that he was the Christ. Now, that's like verse 16 that he says that. Verse 21, Jesus says from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem Mm -hmm. and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised up on the third day. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him saying, God forbid it, Lord, this shall never happen to you. Mm -hmm. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. And watch this. You are a stumbling block to me. Remember Mm -hmm. what we said, offense? Offense puts stumbling blocks in the way. You're a stumbling block to me. In other words, and I want you to see, for you are not setting your mind on God's interest, but on man's. You're not setting your mind on God's interest, but on man. So offense comes when we place our mind on the wrong things. When we set our minds on fleshly things instead of godly things. When we set our mind on our thoughts and feelings and emotions instead of the things of the spirit. Offense comes at that moment. And I want you to see this, though. Peter lost the revelation because just a few scriptures ago we had revelation that Jesus is the Messiah. If he's the Messiah, he knows what to do. Yeah. He knows what to do. Now Peter all of a sudden thinks, you don't know what to do. Right. You don't know what to do. I got to tell you what to do, Jesus. That's another marker of offense when a subordinate feels like they know better than mm-hmm. the than the elder. Mhm. So another Abigail's just like
2: it's <laughs>
1: not good. <laughs> not a good place to be. No,
0: it's not good. So, and, and that doesn't mean that the subordinate won't ever know more, especially when we're not Jesus. But the point is that's a marker of it. Mm-hmm. And so he, here he is, Jesus, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. You are the Messiah. You are the anointed one. Yeah. Wait a minute. You don't know what you're talking about. Like that revelation that was God-given revelation yeah. Now he doesn't have it. Obviously, he's not walking in that revelation just a few scriptures earlier. And what is it that Jesus says? You're a stumbling block. In other words, you have become an offense. You've taken an offense. Now, how did Peter get offended? How did he get offended? And this is what's going to key into Mm -hmm. other. How did he get offended in this moment? Because what was the catalyst that caused Peter's offense? What, What the catalyst was... Most everybody, and you can even see this same thinking all the way into after Jesus died, rose again, spends all the days, 40 days with the disciples, and even into Acts chapter 1 where Jesus is telling them right before he ascends into heaven, he tells them, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And their mind still goes to, their thinking is still, you're going to restore Israel, the, the nation, not the, not the people of God The physical nation. Yeah. And they go, oh, is it at this time you're going to restore Israel? So their thinking and the general thinking of everybody was not that Jesus was going to be the Savior of the world. It was just that Jesus was going to be the Savior of the nation of Israel.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Right? Of the people of the physical nation, not Mm -hmm. the people of the spiritual nation. And so in order to save Israel, he was going to have to lead a conquest over yeah. Rome and take back and free the nation of Israel. This is what they thought. That's what the zealots thought. That's what you can see. We're going to see it very clearly later. The disciples thought. That's, that's what they thought. Yeah. And so when their belief system, when Jesus walking his path crossed their belief system, a fence came in. And so yeah. when Jesus started speaking to uh to the disciples and telling them, I'm going to go to Jeru- Jerusalem. They were probably at the beginning of the statement going, yeah, and we're going to go to Jerusalem, and then I'm going to be beat and killed. And they were like, whoa, whoa, what? What? And, and at that moment, that's when you can recognize offense. Yeah. Like, oh, You're going to go get killed. And then Peter, instead of recognizing that offense because Jesus thinking as the Messiah... The truth crossed his belief system. He starts trying to, he lets that offense come out, and he's trying to get his offense to now be Jesus' offense. No, you need to defend yourself. And Jesus said, no, it's a stumbling block. Mm -hmm. You're you're a stumbling block to me. And then he goes so far to say, get behind me, devil. Get behind me, Satan. In other words, this is a major ordeal. I mean, think about what it took for Jesus to call Peter Satan. Right. Like, is this a small item? Mm-hmm. It ain't a small item. It is a big, big item, right? Yeah. Get behind me, Satan. And he just told them, flesh and blood hadn't revealed, but the Father revealed this. You've got this great revelation. And a few few verses later, get behind me, Satan. That offense was a big, big, big yeah. deal. And so when we treat it, let this, when we treat offense as small, we are messing up. We are making a big mistake. Mm-hmm. When we treat offense as small, we are making a big mistake.
2: Well, and you, so, if, if I could, yeah. you've told me before, and we've shared on here, that one of the things to watch for is when you have a victory, when something yes. goes well, yes. you don't drop your guard at that point in time. Yeah. You keep your eyes open, you keep yourself humble. Yes. So here is. Peter, in front of all the disciples, all the people that could have given the right answer, the Lord revealed to Peter who Jesus was. I'm sure the temptation for pride came of, I hear from God too. Right, And then familiarity can be there. So that pride can lead to familiarity, which then led Peter potentially to think... He had even the right to talk to Jesus that way, (laughs) like, okay, I'm going to pull you aside, and now you and I can talk that way. But (laughs) he didn't guard it. It it appears that he didn't guard himself in that moment, like you've told me to several times. Yeah,
0: I've had people in the past that that came to me and they're like, "You're like pastor, you need me," and and as soon as it's like, "I do need you." But what's backing your statement Mm -hmm. is not right. And when you boil it down, Mm -hmm. they had gotten offended. And that offended had completely, like, completely ripped Revelation out, blinded them, deceived Mm -hmm. them, and then eventually did all of these things, broke covenant, everything. Mm
4: -hmm. Right? And
0: it was all on the fence. And, And a lot of the... Here's the thing about offense. Don't let a wedge of disunity stay there. Yeah. Put that in the comments. Mm-hmm. Don't let a wedge of disunity remain. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Don't let a wedge of disunity remain. Go talk.
4: Mm-hmm. You know most
0: of the time, most every time the issue is a lot of times when that offense comes, we let it sit and it's like a it's like a splinter and it festers and it gets Pus and gets ugly and and gross and then it's an ordeal and it's painful and it and instead of if we would just deal with it right away it might just heal right up right you you see what i mean and so if you have a a splinter of disunity there go straight to the person doesn't that isn't that what the bible tells us to do if you have a problem go straight to the person what I've found is over, over many years of relationships in the kingdom of God is most of the time what would be an offense and would be a problem between people is really just a miscommunication
4: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: or, or it's two different perceptions not knowing the variables that were involved with the other person. And then when they go and talk about it, it's like, oh, that was it. yeah, like, Oh, that's no big deal. And if they do that quickly, it really is no big deal. It's done, and you move right through it. But if you don't do that, that thing can grow and become something that causes people to never talk to each other again yeah. and break yeah. that covenant. So another, another one I'll give to you, and I'll, I'll give you the reference. We won't go there. Well, yeah, we will go to one, one place of it. But it is uh, Matthew 11. So back up a few chapters.
2: And say, I just read it yesterday. Yeah, Matthew 11.
0: This is huge. Like, this is really, really
2: mm-hmm.
0: interesting. When okay? you first
2: mm-hmm. taught this, this
0: was another one that was like, yeah. whoa. So, first of all, think about this. Think about when Jesus got baptized at the yeah. Jordan River. Remember John the Baptist is preaching, right? And then all of a sudden, John the Baptist says, because uh, I remember the first time I heard this, I heard somebody say, John the Baptist was offended. And I went, <laughs> what? You know, and I about got offended at hearing it, you know. But I was like... He's the
2: greatest of all men other I was than like, he yeah,
0: he's, he's the greatest born. of And I thought, I need to see that in Scripture, which is the thing to do. And I went right. and read Scripture, and I was like, oh, my goodness. He did get offended. And I want you to see how, and I want you to see why. And I want you to see what it cost him. All right? Mm-hmm. So now... John the Baptist is preaching about Jesus, and then what does he have by the Spirit of God? He says, Jesus comes to get baptized, and he says, behold, the very Lamb of God that I've been preaching about. Behold, the Lamb of God, right? Mm -hmm. Behold, the Lamb of God. He had revelation, who the Messiah was. Mm -hmm. This is heavenly revelation. But then Matthew 11, verse 1, when Jesus had finished giving instructions to his 12 disciples... He departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. Now, when John, while imprisoned, heard the works of Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the expected one or the Messiah, or shall we look for someone else? Wait a minute, John. You preached by the Spirit. Behold the Lamb of God. You had revelation that Jesus is the expected one. Yeah. And then you were there the day the dove descended. The Holy Ghost descended as a dove, and a voice from heaven said, Behold, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. John, you baptized the man. Like, if
2: anyone should know. <laughs> where is this
0: question coming from, you know? Yeah. Where is this? And it's coming from offense. Yeah. Now, I will tell you this that this is. Collie, the Bible gives us activities and actions to take that we should really take seriously. Yeah. Like, go to your brother if yeah. you have an alt with him. Um, have, have two or three witnesses. Um, these are just basic Bible principles. Take every thought captive and in context that's not worthy of praise. If it's yeah. a thought... And it's not worthy of praise. Take the thing captive, right? Yeah. Don't you know? It's the small foxes that ruin the vine. Don't play with small um, unrighteousness. Yeah. Don't play with small uh, bad thoughts. Yeah. Don't play with bad, um, small bad emotions. Because small ones become big ones,
4: yeah. right?
0: right. Um, don't get weary in well doing. You know, all of these are these are. General elementary things that we need to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um we need to we need to meditate on him day and night, keep his word in our mouth. Uh we need to abide in him. We need to be fruitful. Mm-hmm. We need to check our fruit on a very regular basis. We're not yeah. fruitful. We need to do something about it and not think it's okay, yeah, right? Yeah. These are things, these are little principles that are all over the word that we need to adhere to and have them ever present in us. In other words, as soon as we step over one of those, we ought to have alarm bells going off in our spirit, yeah. man, a mind set like a, like a mousetrap. You just triggered some of the wait, time out. I know I've, I've stepped a step too far. Back yeah. up and fix it, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and they may seem small, but I'm telling you they are important. Mm-hmm. So here's John, and he's imprisoned. Now, what do you have to do in prison? Think. Think. Logically.
4: Mm
0: -hmm. Now, I don't know what he did. I don't know all of that, but I do know now he's in prison. And I know that's a trap that gets a lot of people. So that might not have been what John did. But here's the thing. You don't need to just sit there thinking on the wrong things. Right. Because your logic tries to connect dots, but it does it from a corrupted standpoint. Our logic is not... Our logic without taking our thoughts captive and without submitting the flesh, it's, our logic is based on a corrupted logic, and most of us lived with that corrupted logic for most of our lives, so that's what has become normal, and that's what we say, well, that's just who I am, but that's not who you're created to be in mm-hmm. that way. No, we don't sit with corrupted logic. No, we yield to the logic of the Spirit, which means we're meditating on this. What what does he tell us to think on all the time? Things worthy of praise? Think on the Word? Think on the law? We're supposed to be meditating on this every single day. I would challenge you, find a scripture every day, and maybe you have the same scripture for a week or a month, but... Mm -hmm. Find a scripture every day and just meditate on it. Just meditate on it. Just meditate on it. If you're struggling with something, find Mm -hmm. one or two scriptures that fit that subject that you've been struggling with that give you the victory over that and meditate on those. Put them in front of your face. Think on them. As you're going down the road, think on them. Don't think on the problem. Don't Mm -hmm. think on the traps that you've been in. Think on that. So here he is, and I want you to see, he says... He sends his disciples now. So now he's not only is he offended, he's getting his offense in other people, which is another symptom of offense. It spreads, right? Because it's sin. And then Jesus answered and, all right, was he offended? Well, let's find out. Mm -hmm. Jesus answered and said to them, go and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the good news or the gospel preached to them. Now, I want you to see this. So, Jesus says, if you've got a question about something, what do you look to? What did he just list? Fruit. Uh,
4: yeah. Yeah. Fruit.
0: He listed fruit. There is a lot to be said for fruit or the lack thereof. Yep. Remember, right. Hebrews 6.12 says, Imitate those who, through faith and patience, inherit the promises or they have the promises manifested Follow those who have a form of godliness and fruit to back it up, power to back it up. But if they don't have power to back it up, they have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. In other words, they're not operating in that power. They're not seeing. He says, avoid such men as these, right? So one of the things that we want to see is, and Jesus gives us that example, look for fruit. If a person doesn't have the fruit of godliness, of heavenly power in their life, Mm Don't follow them. Mm-hmm. And to give a testimony to John that he was indeed the Messiah. He was actually of God. Yeah. He said, tell them, here's what happens. The blind see, yeah. the deaf hear. You know, the dead are raised, the raised up. The poor have the good news uh, preached to them. Yeah. That It was fruit. Yeah. And so that's a good marker and a good lesson for us. But then he says this and verse 6, and blessed is he. This is what he's telling to send back to John. <laughs> Blessed is he who does not take offense at me. Oops. Blessed is he who does not take offense at me. Now, as they were going, he talks about how good John is. Yeah. But he also, he the, he actually says, anybody in the kingdom, the least in the kingdom is greater than John. Why? Because it's not just an action of works. The whole point of this yeah. whole chapter is, it's not just strength and taking things by force.
2: Yeah.
0: That when this is the this is the chapter if you go on where it says up until this point men have tried to take the kingdom by force yeah. and what he's saying is you're not going to take it by force and and look here's the key this is what unlocks it it's the same offense that Peter had is that they thought Jesus was going to take Rome and take Israel back. Yeah by yeah. force that Jesus was going to lead an army and mm-hmm. physically a physical army and take the nation of Israel back yeah. John thought the same thing Yep John thought the same thing and because Jesus was out here preaching good news to the poor and healing some folks and not taking it by force it looks like that's what he was offended at yeah. And so that offense stole revelation from him, And now he's he's taking revelation from other people because he's telling his yeah. disciples this as well, mm-hmm. right? And this is where Jesus makes... The, he says, look, the kingdom of God is turning right now from a system of doing things by, by your hand yeah. to doing things by faith,
4: yep, right. to doing
0: things by faith, right? right.
2: Well, you've even taught as far as I remember, about how this opportunity for offense yeah. is likely what led to John being, his life being ended early here on the earth. Because you read just a few chapters later, that's and correct. he's beheaded. Yeah. So yeah. that oppor- that opportunity of offense literally led to his life being cut short.
1: It,
0: it definitely yeah. appears to be so. Yeah.
2: Well, you yeah. see this
1: offense that affected Peter, that affected John, that affected how many others during that time, these are great
0: men of God. Yeah, great. Yeah, and so it, who can fall for it?
1: Everyone, everyone. What hurts so bad, though, to read it is it blinded them to the point that they were disappointed that Jesus wasn't living up to their expectation. Yes, they were that they were offended that He wasn't living up to all that they had hoped for, and. To the point that they were blinded and they couldn't see that what he was doing was so much greater, so much yes. beyond, affecting so much more than just yeah. if if he were a military leader to take it for Israel and stuff, that would have affected about this much. Yeah. Whereas what he actually did affected the entire world for all of eternity. For not, all of
0: eternity. Yeah, yeah.
1: not yeah. just the one country for that little bit of yeah. time until... He passed away, and someone else yes. came and took it over. It was so small-minded, but they were so blinded, yeah. they couldn't see that it was so much greater yeah. than what they could have even hoped for.
0: Offense is blinding. Yeah. It takes away revelation. It takes away sight. And that's even what Jesus said to Peter in Matthew 16. He said, you are seeing things yeah. in man's interest, but not in God's interest. Yeah, Right? Yeah. So it blinds us in that way. How many people want to be blinded? Then no. Then that means that you don't want to be offended, which means you don't want to choose offense. And if you feel yourself offended, you handle it quickly. You get in the word and find out what the truth is. You go to the person and you deal with them over that offense. You don't leave that sitting there. You deal with it. Otherwise, you're leaving the potential to be blinded.
2: You're making yeah. yourself God. Yes. Like.
0: Yeah, you're you are you are basically saying an absolute I know what's best yeah. over my pastor. Mm-hmm. I know what's best over my friend. I know what's best over God. So there's many yeah. people that are offended Because you say that you can be healed. There's many religious people in the church in America that are offended because God is a healer today because they weren't taught that and they don't believe that that's so. So they're offended and their whole sight is blinded to it. They're blinded to the Holy Ghost and the power of the Holy Ghost. They're blinded to the power of God. And that's where he says they have a form of godliness but denying the power yeah. and they're denying the power because they're offended because what they thought was going to happen is not what god's saying they yeah. get offended and now they can't even see it
4: yep yeah
0: oh it's dangerous and it's mm-hmm. and it seems small it seems like Well, no, I just didn't like that they said that. It's bigger than that. Get to the bottom of it. Get to the bottom of why you didn't like what it said. Get to the bottom of what the answer actually is, right? Mm -hmm. It's one of those things that we have to uh, be diligent in, right? All right, so now watch this. So think about this. The night that Jesus has taken, and, and Jesus says this. Jesus says, Simon, Simon, behold, Mm -hmm. Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat. He's talking about Simon, Peter. Mm -hmm. Simon, Simon, Luke 22, 31. Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat. Um, Now, not getting into the legalities of it, but basically Jesus is telling them what's about to come up. And and then Simon basically says, no, Jesus, I'm going to paraphrase, I'll never leave you. I will die for you. Mm-hmm. And, and so we look at Simon in the garden later that night when he denies, three, you know, denies Jesus three times. And mm. we're like, no, he, w- he wouldn't have died. for him. No, wait a minute. Before that, what yeah. happened? So after Jesus says this and Peter says, I will die for you, right? Yeah. The Roman guard comes up. To take Jesus along with Judas and the and the priest and the high priest,
4: mm-hmm.
0: Peter whips out his sword.
4: Yeah, yeah,
0: like against the Roman army, he put his life on the line. He meant. Think about this, Peter meant what he said.
4: Yeah, and right. he
0: showed it with action. Like, let's roll, let's go. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's he's not trying to hit Malchus' ear. Mm-hmm. He's trying to split his skull open. Yeah, it appears mm-hmm. Malchus mm-hmm. dodged. And he just got his ear, right? Yeah. He's trying to kill him. Yeah. He's taking him out, you know? And, and he's ready to commit murder to live for Jesus or die for Jesus if necessary in yeah. front of the Roman army. Yeah.
2: Peter meant it. Yeah.
0: He, was, he was serious.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Now think about this. He was ready to literally die for Jesus, but a few hours later, he wouldn't even say three times he had the opportunity and three times he wouldn't even say, I know Jesus. Yeah. What happened? What happened? Why why do you have a man who was ready to die for Jesus and then all of a sudden, a few hours later, he's not even willing to admit that he knew who the man was. He even said, I do not know the man.
2: To a little girl.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, to a slave girl. Like, he does, He says, I don't even know him. Yeah. Like, he didn't, you know, every, pretty much everybody in Jerusalem knew Jesus. But he goes so far to say, I don't even know him. How does that happen? And watch this. It didn't take long.
4: Mm-hmm. Within
0: just a few hours, how did, that
4: yeah. tra-
0: how did that change happen? And see, this is the power of offense in a negative way. It can take what we are truly convicted in and completely watered down our conviction, Mm
4: -hmm.
0: watered down our revelation, watered down our conviction. And the reason is Jesus didn't fight physically against that Roman army. Even after all of this, Peter still didn't get it. He still thought Jesus Mm -hmm. was going to take Israel back by force. And when Peter healed the man and just Mm -hmm. gave himself up.
2: When Jesus did.
0: When Jesus yeah when, when Jesus healed the man and Jesus just gave himself up Peter went This is not the leader I thought and his shield of belief was completely obliterated yeah. and he was offended because that's not and watch that hear this statement That's not the way I thought this was going to go Yeah that's not what I thought was going to happen.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And that, that crossing of what he believed should happen and was going to happen offended him. It's the same, it's the same root from yeah. Matthew 16. It's the same offense in John the Baptist, the same offense in Peter both in, both in Matthew 16 and in, and in mm-hmm. Luke that last night, the same offense. Jesus, I thought you were going to do something different. How many of us have been offended at our spiritual leaders because we saw something come out of them that we didn't expect or a word on some revelation or some teaching? I didn't expect you to do that. And we get offended at them because we think, based off of the world's teaching, we think based off of the world's teaching, you should stand up for yourself. Hear Peter's argument maybe. Let's speculate a little bit. There's people hurting. Our people, Jesus, are hurting because of this Roman rule.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Why are you not fighting against them? Let's, let's speculate today. Pastor, mm-hmm. why are you not openly talking about this political person? Mm-hmm. They are hurting you know, unborn babies or whatever. Why are, you not, why are you not marching in Washington? And they're offended, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now they break covenant.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because it didn't go the way they thought it should go because the world had taught them to think with eyes towards man's thing instead of eyes towards God's thing.
4: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And all of a sudden, they are out of their place. They leave their church. They, they don't have the covenant connections. They burn bridges between. Yeah. Because, and it, it's not just Jesus taking Israel back or not. It can be, I, don't, I think when you have faith, you don't have to confess. You know, I think when you have faith, uh, you don't have to know every, every scripture to do that. You know, in other words, just any kind of little different way of thinking, and it's a small thing and it turns into a big one. I think Marky brought up a great point earlier where she actually took, took offense not knowing that when, she's, when she said, yeah, I don't need to listen to that. And, it, and it, that was a great point. It was a great, great no, I, don't, I don't need to listen to that. That's, that's not right. That's not how I've been taught all my life. And all of a sudden, offense comes in, and the revelation that we should have, we're blinded to it, or the revelation that we did have becomes lost because we're offended. You didn't do this how I thought you were going to do it. And Peter takes this the whole way. Oh, man. Peter takes this the whole way until Jesus is resurrected. Like, I imagine he was suffering over this offense. But then when he's resurrected, he goes, oh, my goodness, there's more going on here than what I thought. And that's just it. When, when you see Jesus say, your eyes are set on man's things instead of God's things, you have to go back to the scripture in Corinthians that says, these things are spiritually discerned. And one of the key ways to get offended is to not be well-trained to be looking with spiritual eyes. Mm-hmm. We're not looking at God's reasoning for doing it. We're we're focused on our reasoning to do it or the world's reasoning. We have to apply a spiritual discernment, not a logical, worldly discernment. We have to look with spiritual eyes. You know, Pastor, why would you, you know, you. I don't know if you remember this or not, but there was somebody years ago, and it was like every time we had an interaction with them, it was rude. And they were always rude to me.
2: I can think of a few. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I don't think you were there at this moment. And my leadership team—they actually started to get mad and angry with me. They started to get offended with me because I kept forgiving the person and loving on them. And and the issue was, I would say they didn't have revelation of what God was actually doing through me. Mm -hmm. I knew what God had told me to do, and even at my own cost and at my own to my own detriment. I kept showing that person mercy and love and giving them grace to the point where my own leadership team was getting offended with me, and that's where you find out where people, what people are really made of is, can you go can you submit and stay connected and not just not just submit, but avoid offense? Because some people will submit their works, but they're still offended in their heart.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Can you submit and avoid offense? when a leader or even a friend does something that you don't understand. <laughs> and no, Kevin says, for the record, I didn't know pastor then. So it wasn't me. <laughs> no, it wasn't you. Kevin. <laughs> so uh, we need to challenge ourselves with that. But can you see the dangers of that offense?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So. It's the, what stood out to me, what, um stood out that like really convicted me was the unmet expectations and that was that's been one of like the largest stumbling bo- blocks in my life is not that there yes. like no matter what the situation is big or small like I cannot tell you how many vacations we've taken as a family and I've set my expectation for something yeah. And, like, there's no reason for me to have said it there. I've just had the thought, like...
0: I be, wanted it. Yeah, yeah, I
1: wanted it. Like, it'd be nice if we could do this together as a family. It'd be nice if we did
0: this. Great revelation And where you're then
1: going. I've been offended the entire vacation and just upset and not able to rest. And we ended up coming home after the vacation. I cannot tell you how many times. And I'm like, I don't feel like I rested at all because I was so upset the entire vacation because yeah. I had expectations for things that I had no reason to have those expectations it wasn't like God said hey y'all are gonna do this on this vacation and you're really gonna enjoy it it's not like we had said hey we're gonna do this and then we didn't it was just I had thoughts like hey this would be nice and so then when we didn't I was yeah. let down and yeah. I was offended at stuff that I shouldn't have been yeah and that can happen so many times with people, with small situations, with yeah. big situations. That's what happened with them and Jesus, and it it could have ruined their entire lives. Yes, yeah.
0: and for some it did. Mm-hmm.
1: For some it did. Yeah, just because they set their expectations. Yeah, and like I remember being younger, and you we would, we would like watch movies or something, and you would pause it, and uh, it would be just a silly movie. But you told me one time that. One way to avoid so many fights, so many stumbling blocks in relationships is to not set expectations where there's no need to. So like we like, I think it was like some rom com or something. And there were there kept being stumbling blocks because each person was setting expectations for the other person that weren't, it wasn't like I I want to marry a Christian and that's my expectation. Like that's a good expectation to have. Yeah, but like
0: that's a biblical expectation. That's a biblical expectation. Yeah.
1: But not biblically based, just like personally based yeah. expectations that they were expecting this person to do. They weren't communicating it. They Nothing was happening. So when this person wasn't living up to their yeah. expectations, like, I expected them to cook me dinner tonight. And they didn't do that. Little stuff led to so many fights, so many stumbling blocks That's in right. relationships that ruined them.
0: All the time.
1: All the time. All the time. And it's, it just... Popped out to me, and again, like you were saying, um, like it's not like I never heard this before. (laughs) You, you've, like I've grown up. The movie (laughs) until yeah, I've grown up with you talking about this all the time, and yet, like at lunch when we were discussing it, had I just been like, I've heard this before, I wouldn't have reheard it. It have been fresh this time and gotten new revelation on it on things that I had already heard before. Multiple times, yeah. multiple times. But that's where it's good to not take offense, to yeah. not take. Well, I've already heard it, so I'm offended that they want many, me to listen many, again. Yeah,
0: many people take yeah. offense because I'm telling the same story again or I'm telling the same <laughs> yeah. thing, you know. I mean, people take offense at that because they're like, I wish Pastor would stop telling this story. <laughs> and I've thought that before, too.
2: I wish I'd stop telling <laughs> the story. Yeah,
0: yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, well, I wouldn't tell this story if the Holy Ghost wouldn't bring it up. Yeah. The yeah. Holy Spirit's bringing it up. And apparently you need to hear it for a reason, you know? Apparently I need to tell it for a reason. Maybe it blesses me. Maybe it doesn't have anything to do with you. Maybe it's just me that needs to hear it. And so the Holy Spirit, you know, I'm getting ministry too when I preach, you know? And but you know, getting in our business is how many times, and I've done this, how many times have I thought, like, okay, I really want Nicole to do this? And it goes back to what you were saying. Exactly. I was getting ready to go exactly where what you just said. So you're being led by the Holy Ghost, right. and the issue is how many times have I thought, you know, I'll, I'll make up an example. I really, really want lasagna tonight, you know, and uh, and then Nicole, like you know, comes home and and then and and think about it. Just think about the stupidity of this. Yeah. She calls me on the way home. Hey, is there anything you want for dinner? Ah, just whatever. And then she gets home and she brings tacos, which is fine. And I I like tacos, but and she has tacos. But then I'm sitting there offended, like we didn't have lasagna. I was like, did you communicate that? Well, no. But I'm offended. (laughs) You know? And and I'm just mad. I'm like
4: like stupid tacos,
0: you know. Like the tacos are good. But I wanted lasagna. But nobody knew that except for me. I just had expectations there. Now I'm offended. And then you know? she'll
2: ask what's wrong and nothing. N- nothing. <laughs> what's the matter
0: with nothing? And that's, that's what ca- taught me
4: is because it was
0: like, I'm saying nothing. There's obviously something wrong.
4: Yeah.
0: What is it? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't get lasagna. And, and then the Lord's like, did you tell her that you want lasagna? Did you go buy some lasagna and put it in the oven yourself? I mean, did you, like, there's so many answers to this. Or, <laughs> or it's like a birthday, and I'm, I'm going to put this all on me so that it's not on you. But it, it's like a birthday, and it's like, okay, I, you know, I, I fixed my Amazon wish list, and I really want this one item on there. I didn't tell anybody, but then I get to the birthday, and I get all these gifts, <laughs> and I didn't get that gift, and that's one I really wanted. That's one I really, really. How come they don't know me well enough? Whoops! <laughs> if they really love me, they would know what one I want.
2: You just. I know, I know. I couldn't, I couldn't feel it.
0: I couldn't feel it. like a collective if they, if, if they knew me, they would figure out what I want. Oh my gosh! How childish is this? <laughs> You're just like there's, there's are I understand. <laughs> they They're supposed to read my mind. Know every inner working of how I was feeling, you know, at that moment, and what drove that decision, and somehow telepathically pick out, or let's get religious by the Holy Spirit, be led and pick out my favorite <laughs> present.
2: Right? Holy Spirit didn't lead yeah.
0: you. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll get religious on. And we'll be like, well, you should have been led, you know. <laughs> or and, then, and then we're offended, and we, now we're we can get a, and I, the, I'm saying it's going to be funny, but it's not. I'm, and then we're offended at God for not telling them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like how many, How stupid? How silly? You know? And yeah. and who hadn't done that on some way, in some way or some? Like you're talking about the. You know, talking about the uh, vacation. And so many times the conversation goes like this, like, what's the matter with you? Well, I just wanted to do that. I just thought we were going to do that. Well, why are you so uptight about it? And the reason is because you've been meditating on it, thinking about it for three weeks, Mm -hmm. three months up to the vacation. And you've built up, now watch this, we've built up this fantasy about how this is supposed to go. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then it didn't go that way because we never communicated that, but we've held other people responsible for the information we never shared with them. Yeah. This is actually what breaks up a lot of marriages because a spouse, a husband or a wife, has this idea yeah of what their spouse will do and be for them, you know you know serving them in the bedroom, whatever they have all these ideas. You know, the the lady a lot of times has the idea of this like knight in shining armor, and everything's hunky dory, and they never have any pressure in their life. All the bills are paid, but but they're both making like you know ten grand a year when they get married, and you know, and and you know or less and then they're expecting to not have i just have these expectations that it would be better than this and it would be a dream and the and the husband has this idea of his wife like she's going to serve him hand and foot all the time and whenever you know he wants something she'll just give it you know and she doesn't feel like that all the time and doesn't happen then and we have these great big expectations and now we're offended
4: Yeah. yeah
0: and now now we take that offense out now we haven't communicated that. We didn't talk about that before we got married. We just expected it. yeah,
4: Mm -hmm. Because that's
0: what people told us it would be like. That's what the rom-coms tell us that it should be like. And so we just expect that. Now we're offended and that offense blinds us to actually what God's trying to get us to do which is give unconditionally to the other person.
2: Well, And if I can in one of the examples you gave it reminded me of the trap that I've fallen into a lot. Um, in, in marriage, in particular, and it, take the lasagna thing, for example. You are in the process of eating, you're irritated, you know, it, <laughs> using me. George looks at me and is like, Why are you mad? I'm not mad, thanks. And then you realize that you're <laughs> mad. For me, like, I've realized I've, I'm mad, and I'm someone who typically, if I recognize that something's off, I'll examine it and I try to examine it quickly. Right. So I'll sit there and be like, Why am I feeling this way and the holy ghost is great and he'll often bring it up pretty quickly and he's like yeah. you're offended because you didn't communicate to him yeah and what will what has happened is i will then my offense will move from george to me yeah and i'll get offended yeah. with myself but have gotten offended with myself yeah. because i know better yeah. <laughs> and i know i should do differently but then condemnation and shame have come in. Mm. And instead of communicating that to George in the past, mm. of, yes. I missed this. Yeah. I should have done Really
0: simple like, you know mm. what? I didn't communicate that. Mm-hmm. I built up this fan- fantasy and expectation. And now I'm ashamed that I did it because I know better than that. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And it would be over like that.
2: And instead... Yeah. It's yeah. I'm just gonna deal with it because I made it happen in the first place. So I'm I've gotta handle it, it all yeah. on my own. And George is over there on the side going, yeah. What the stink? Why are yeah. you unstable tonight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what and that's a trap that yeah. I've seen. So I'm sure that y'all have seen that too in some way, shape, or form.
0: So you can see how it seems small yeah. at the beginning, but it's not. Yeah. It is a huge and and so that we're talking about eating lasagna or whatever. But here's what I think we miss. It's the small foxes that ruin the vine. Yeah. That offense, left unchecked and unfixed, will then roll over into other areas. And each, each offense, even though they may be so tiny and so small... It's like they multiply exponentially and become something that becomes insurmountable in people's minds so much so that they don't even believe that God can fix their marriage anymore. They don't believe that I can go to that church anymore and they'll break covenant because they didn't deal. They didn't recognize the offense in the first place. They didn't deal with it and, and they didn't set themselves up for success instead of failure, you know, You don't, you don't create fantasies and expectations in your head and then not share them with somebody. But even if, you, even if you share them with somebody, that doesn't mean that they're going to come to pass unless the Lord has given you those things. Yeah, right. like that's, and so you see many times those fantasies and expectations are set on our eyes looking at us instead of our eyes looking at God yeah. and discerning spiritually what it is God wants to do. And so I don't set expectations unless God has given them to me. Mm-hmm. And right. oh, my goodness, has that simplified things, you know? Mm-hmm. Or at least I try not to. I, I won't say that it's I've done that right every single time, but I'm getting better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Mm-hmm. Has this helped you?
2: Amen. <laughs> so much. Have, green, you, have
0: you learned anything?
2: Serena has a question on the green screen if we have a minute to go to her.
0: Okay, yeah, go ahead.
2: You put it in the comments. You have a question. Unless you want us to read the oh, question. Oh, I was,
5: I was um saying what Pastor had said. Can I avoid offense even when someone does something that I don't understand? That was something Pastor had brought up.
2: Oh, I just had the question mark. I'm very sorry. <laughs> You're
5: good.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Can I avoid offense even when, some, uh, when someone does something that I don't understand? Absolutely. Just don't take offense. It's like what we said yesterday. Don't. In other words, in order to have offense or unforgiveness, you have to build a shelf for it to be displayed on in our life. So don't build the shelf. In other words, what that means is set it in your mind ahead of time. I will never choose to be offended. Mm -hmm. I will never be offended. I will never be unforgiving. And if you'll set that in your mind, people will do things. When is it in this life on this corrupted earth that that people are never going to do anything to you ever again negative. It's not going to happen, all right? Mm-hmm. But what if we are okay with taking offense or okay with being unforgiving, then what we're saying is I'm going to leave my actions connected to the actions of somebody else. In other words, when they do this, the output on me is offense. If they do this, I'm going to be offended. If they do this, I'm not forgiving them, Right? So now my actions are actually um, originated by somebody else's actions. That means that person's in control. I'm not in control. They're in control. Well, nobody has the right to do that. You've been granted everything pertaining to life and godliness. You've been given the control of godliness in your life. You've been given the fruit of the Spirit, the self-control, to control that. Other people shouldn't be in control of your life. And when we take offense, we're giving them control. When we are unforgiving, we're giving them control, and they should never have that. We've already been granted Second Second Peter verse 1, or chapter 1, verse 3. We've already been granted everything pertaining to life and godliness. That mm. means we have the ability to not choose to be offended. So we make the choice, I'm never going to be offended. I'm never going to not forgive. Yeah. And what that if the way that looks is this that no matter who does what to me, I instantaneously let it go. Mm-hmm. I instantaneously let it roll right off me. You know, I, you know, I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you do, throw at me, bounces off me and sticks to you. You know, in other words, forget about the sticking to them part. It just bounces off of yeah. me, like water
4: off
2: a duck's
0: back. Yeah, and that's all I'll say. If you've ever seen water be poured off of on the top of a duck, it just rolls right off. It never sticks to them. It never lingers. It's just gone, Mm -hmm. right? That's the way any forgivable items and any Mm -hmm. offendable items should be to a Christian. That's the way it should be. And so when you make that decision, oh, man, does it make life easier because I'm not carrying the weight of that stuff anymore. I have no weight on it. It's like I'm carefree, which is exactly what he says and, and don't you know that the yeah. context is to do this immediately, and that is cast your cares. That's a care. Mm-hmm. I should immediately cast that care on God. It never sticks to me.
1: Because we're able to do that because we know that he will work yes. everything together yes. for good yeah. to them who love him. So it's not just everything was going to be okay, but now this happened. Yeah. God wasn't expecting it. It really caught him off guard. Yeah, But everything is going to be okay so that's even right. when something that i wasn't expecting happens god's not it shocked it doesn't
0: change his character no. it no. doesn't change god's promises it doesn't right. change his nature he's my source he's my yeah. protector even if something happened to me he's going to fix it yeah. you know that's who he is yeah. And I'm going to believe that I'm an overcomer in this world. I'm mm-hmm. going to believe that I'm more than a conqueror. Like yeah. it doesn't matter what I see or what somebody does. I have a source.
2: Yeah. I have yeah. a
0: source, and that allows me knowledge and revelation that He's my source. He's my righteousness. Makes me unoffendable. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Right. Mhm.
0: It makes me unoffendable. So I need to get revelation of Him as my source, my provision, my protector. My healer, my restorer, my deliverer. In every, He's my fellowship. He's my, the yeah. love of my life. I need to get a revelation of the fullness of that salvation. And mm-hmm. that when I get that revelation, what is somebody going to do to me? And that's exactly what the Holy Spirit yeah. led Paul to say in Romans chapter eight. What will separate me from His love? Yeah. People can yeah. do whatever they want to me, even if they kill me. I'm right in His arms. Yeah. I'm yeah. instantly in his arms. And yeah. even if they killed me, the Lord would comfort my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. even, if, even if they kill, the Lord would instantaneously pour out his grace if she would draw on him for that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. what are they going to do? Yeah. What are they going to do? How are they going to separate See, that's the revelation he's speaking yeah. of. Yeah. That's the revelation that we need and that makes us unoffendable. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes us where we can constantly see the things of God, not lose revelation and walk in. Big, 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 important, important, important topic. And we think we know what we're talking about in it, you know? So I think Holly has a question.
2: Uh, she says, the blessings come in unity. If a person, If person A is offended and hasn't properly dealt with it, could the whole group minus person A receive the blessing, or does person A stop everyone else from receiving the blessings? Does that make sense?
0: Well, remember, unity is it. Obviously, corporate corporate unity is important. But yeah. think about this: so Joshua and Caleb, mm-hmm. Joshua and Caleb were in unity together, and they were in unity with God. And the whole nation of Israel was not mingling faith with what the Word of God said, and but they didn't hold Joshua and Caleb out of the promised land. Yeah. So no, there's. In other words, if if the people that decide to stay in unity stay in unity, they're going to have the blessing commanded in their Mm -hmm. life. She's speaking of Psalms 133. Uh, They're going to have that. That person, A, that decided not to be in unity, they're going to reap that until they repent. Mm -hmm. If they'll just repent, they can get right back in there. Uh, But until they repent, they're they're stepping aside and out of the will of God. They're not walking in their right things. They're not walking in righteousness. God's not withholding anything from those who walk uprightly. He's letting that stuff go. They just need to start walking rightly again in unity. Yeah.
2: So. Can it delay it? Like because in Joshua and Caleb. Yes.
0: Yeah, I would say that it can delay it. It definitely can delay it, and that's where we have to say, you know, I'll pay this price for my brother. That's good. I'll pay mm-hmm. this price, and that's looking with godly eyes instead yeah. of fleshly eyes. Right.
2: You've told the ELT uh, that before. So yeah. Is
0: it? That. Isn't that person worth? you know, bearing the burden for it. God says help bear the burden of one another, right? Now, there comes a point where God says enough's enough. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what happened with the Israelites because he said now you're, basically what he said was, all right, you Israelites who did not mingle faith with my word, you're about to hold out Joshua and Caleb because they're getting old enough and and so in Psalms 90, yeah. he actually puts a stop to it. Remember in Genesis 6, three, he says, man will live to 120 years. But if the Israelites lived to 120 years, Joshua and Caleb might not have gotten in there, mm-hmm. right? So he says, because you were in, under the curse of not believing, your days will be capped at 70 or 80 years. Mm-hmm. That was in Psalm 90. He's not talking about mankind in general. He's talking about the people that decided not to believe God in faith, your years will be capped at 70 or 80. Now, of course, we just read that not understanding the context of it and mankind believed that mm-hmm. our years would be 70 or 80 and you look at where the lifespan came to. Yeah. But now what's interesting is, so lifespan, as soon as God said that, was around a 1,000 years and it went right to 120 years. But then you saw people take that word and believe and as your faith is, so be it unto you. And uh, we saw the lifespan be like the average death was around 70 years old, right? Mm -hmm. Well, now you're starting to see that rise up again. It's not because of health care. It's because the word started being preached that you could live 120 years and was broadcast. And now that word created faith, and you're seeing faith in people and in a generation that, you know, so. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Did you get something out of it today? Did you learn something about offense? Uh, Are you offended? Get over it. Like right now, like don't be offended. And Just don't be do offended that I told you to get over it. Just do it. <laughs> Just yeah. do it. That's, and that's the way that we need to do that. Say, yeah, okay, I will. I'm not going to be offended at that. Yeah. You're trying to help me. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. See, that's the kind of stuff that we have to face and quit being offended over so much stuff. That's a choice to be offended. It's a choice to be negative. It's a choice to like, I don't know. You know, just be negative about stuff. It's a choice. Choose to put on the joy of the Lord. Yeah. Choose to put on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Make a choice, and to make it the right choice, don't be offended, and watch how you will move out of that. So, you know, And that's just it. I'm glad the Lord had me say that. Buddy put it in there. Are you offended? Get over it. That's exactly what you need to do.
2: Yeah.
0: That's exactly what you need to do. And, well, I don't like you saying that. That's why, because you haven't chosen to get over it.
4: Yeah. It's true.
0: (laughs) Love you. I love you enough to tell you.
2: Honestly, Ashley Milton put up something online today where that reminds me of that and paraphrasing it. It's, you know, people today are so used to being coddled and are so used to being talked to fluffily that when somebody just speaks directly to you and clearly and communicating... It creates this false sense of I, I need to be offended with this. No, you didn't say anything. I don't anything. deserve
0: this type of treatment.
2: You didn't say yeah. anything harsh. You spoke the word of God that's the going truth. to produce life. Yeah. The like truth. that's a, that's a, a pastor has a shepherd's. A shepherd's staff, like there's the part that beats back the enemy, yeah. but then there's also the part that has the hook that will catch the lamb and pull them in from the ditch. That's a hooking moment.
0: Well, here's the thing. In that shepherd's staff, it, you save them from falling into the trap or the precipice, hold it, help, help get them where they need to go. But the, the rod beats back the wolves. And here's what people don't understand. This is where I found, this where the disconnect is. They don't understand the three parts of man. Mm-hmm. And so when a statement is made like that, and there's a great example of it because I could feel people puff up when I said it. And it might not be you. It might be somebody else. But the issue is when somebody says something like that under the anointing, what you are feeling that's negative is not them talking to you, the spirit man, it's right. talking to the demonic grip that's yep. in your flesh. Yep. And and they're actually beating off that wolf that's been sucking the life out of you. But when we look with eyes to our own flesh instead of spiritual eyes, then what we do is, you offended me. I can't believe you spoke to me. I wasn't speaking to you. I was speaking to that demonic yeah. entity with its grips in your flesh it's causing you problems, get over it. And so that's the thing. And so we take it personally because we're looking with the wrong eyes. It all comes yeah. back to which discernment do we have in our life. And so people say, well, I can't believe you spoke to me like that. I wasn't speaking to you. Mm-hmm. I was speaking to that demonic, uh, that demonic thought. And watch this, that demonic belief system, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. that you should hold on to it. That's what I was speaking to. And and that's what people many times won't see. And they don't realize that's actually a shepherd beating that wolf off of your back, not beating you.
2: Right. That's what Jesus yeah. did with Peter. He wasn't exactly. telling Peter, you're Satan. That's right. He's addressing, this is a grip on your
0: that's flesh, correct. Peter. That's correct. And so because we don't have an understanding of the three parts of man, we don't understand you know we are we have been ignorant concerning spiritual things like First Corinthians twelve one says we shouldn't be because we've been ignorant of those ways of God and ignorant of spiritual things we've taken offense because we thought that I, a good a good shepherd that actually knows what he's doing spiritually we thought that shepherd was talking to us yeah no I'm telling you let go of that thinking so that you can get to the place of freedom. So, Amen. amen. Holly <laughs> says, more nuggets mm-hmm. that are life-changing. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Now watch this. There's a perfect place. So let's say somebody got offended at that when mm-hmm. I said get over it, which is a, a great, you know, what's it called when you use a real-life example? Um, but it's a great example of this.
2: Like an analogy?
0: Yeah, well, but as soon as I said that and, you're, and you're, you know, your belief system went, I don't like that. That's the offense. That's the offense. So the thing is, if I'm looking with eyes of faith and looking in the Spirit, that statement doesn't bother me at all. Get over it. That's exactly what I need to do. That's exactly what I need to do. But what that does is it attacks a belief system that's sinking you. And you think about this, Ephesians 4, it says, When Jesus ascended on high, he gave gifts to men. And then it says, verse 11, that was verse 8. In verse 11, it says, and he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, right? And then it goes on to say, let me, let me read it to you directly. It goes on to say that the ministry of these apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, this ministry, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Watch this. They... Verse 12, for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up, building up of the body of Christ.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: It builds us until we attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ.
4: Yep. See, if you're not
0: willing to get over your fence, you're never going to get to the fullness of the stature of Christ. Yeah. So somebody needs to say it
4: to us, yeah.
0: right? I need to say it to myself. You need to say it to yourself. Get over it. Yeah. It'll be okay. Why? Because God's, God's my source. Yeah. That's why I'll be okay. Get over it. Get over the offense. All right? And without getting over it, you won't grow to what God's destiny is for you. Okay? Here's the other thing. Oh, I can just feel somebody, somebody's upset. Maybe it's live. Maybe it's in, in the archive as they're watching. But somebody does not like this. As a result, watch this. As a result of the ministry of a pastor, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, but just focus on pastor here. As a result of the ministry of a pastor, we are no longer to be children,
4: mm-hmm.
0: immature in our, in our thinking, tossed here and there, tossed around. Yeah. What are we tossed around by? Waves and carried about by what? We're tossed and carried around, tossed here and there by what? Every wind of doctrine, that's a belief Mm -hmm. system, Yep. a belief system, a doctrine, a thinking by the trickery of men, by craftiness in deceitful scheming, but we speak the truth in love, which is what I said when I said, get over it. That's love and it's truth. Yeah. We are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head of Christ, right? Mm Mm-hmm from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of every individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. These doctrines are the doctrines, this wind of doctrine, craftiness, trickery, deceitful scheming. These are demonic doctrines, demonic belief systems that hold us in that place. And they'll, they'll yank us around all the time. Yeah and we're supposed to grow to the place where that doctrine can come in and try to talk to us, and all of a sudden it it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't throw me around anymore. I'm not moved by it anymore. No, I've learned I need to get over it. I've learned I need to pay attention and flow in the anointing. I set my eyes on things of the Spirit. I'm not offended. I'm not setting unrealistic fantasies and expectations, and I'm not holding it against people that don't know, right? right? Amen. Amen. So. Glory to God. I'm glad you joined us. We're way over time, but we're going to wrap it up now. If you would like to sow today, you're welcome to. Go to GiveWW.org, and you can give Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, uh, Text to Give, cryptocurrency, give one time, or give on a regular basis, a recurring basis. You can do that all at GiveWW.org. If you've enjoyed this and you want to live a life free of offense and be able to see the things of God, this is a good message to sow into. You don't have to. We sow it into you free, but if you'd like to, you are welcome to. We want to pray for that and pray for everybody that might have been listening over the last week. So, Father, right now, bless every seed sown in Jesus' name. Multiply it exponentially and quickly in Jesus' name. Bring about that harvest to do every good work, that they might have an abundance for every good deed, And Father, right now, in terms of offense, Lord, strengthen us. Open our eyes to our offense. Open our eyes to the things that are tripping us up. And Lord, strengthen us with all your might so that we can say no to the flesh and to the devil's devices and and doctrines. And we can say yes to every wind of your doctrine, every fresh breath of your belief system, of your word of faith, of your good news, of your hope and joy that you've given us. Lord, let us walk in it in fullness and never be tripped by this garbage again and never be offended and lose revelation or lose our spiritual sight or break covenants that we shouldn't break. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. We praise you and we worship you. Lord, right now, we don't give ourselves to demonic thinking. Yeah, yeah. We don't give ourselves to thoughts that aren't worthy of praise. We give ourselves to praise worthy thoughts. We put on a garment of praise Thanks. when we feel bad. a garment of praise when we don't feel like it. Yeah. We think things worthy of praise. We see with heavenly spiritual eyes, we're always looking up. We're looking to you. You are our solution no matter what we see, no matter what we feel. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. Glory to God.
0: Hallelujah. We choose. Put it in the comments. I choose to praise and to think on praise and to not be offended. I choose to praise and to think on praise and to not be offended. In Jesus' name, we love you. Have a great day. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye.
5: Hey there. We want to let you guys know that Kickstart is coming up February 7th to 11th. That's just over a week away. Make sure to register if you are coming um, at bclife.org. Make sure to register. Let us know that you're coming. You can get here by plane, car, train, however you want to. Make sure to be here. We also have LEED 2022 coming up. Thursday through Saturday, this upcoming Thursday through Saturday, the third through the fifth. You can also register for that. It's going to be powerful. And Pastor Brian will be speaking there as well. But if you want any other teaching or preaching, we have so many more videos that you can listen to over the weekend. So many great resources, but we will see you again on Monday at 1130. Have a great weekend.
4: You're the healed of the Lord. You're the prosperous. You're the whole. You're the restored. You're the holy. You're the anointed.
0: Long-standing faith projects are about to get hit suddenly by unusual heart. Oh, he's cold. And you're coming up right now. You're coming up right now. You're coming up. 2022 that your dreams will come (laughs)
4: true. Glory to God. Never heard never 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 I'm not